Hey, this is Justin. I'm going to do something a little bit uh, different here. This is, I'm going to call this one here a Feedback Friday. I don't know how many of these I'll do. It's not going to be an every Friday thing. I can't keep up with that probably. But um, I wanted to set aside some time to to uh, do a little bit of feedback that I've gotten or receive feedback that I've gotten from uh, you, the listener. Maybe not you in particular, but you in general, the listener. And I, I don't know. I want to step out of my box a little bit. I feel very comfortable with teaching and with um, being able to edit (laughs) and have a highly controlled audio experience for you that I put out each week. And I feel very comfortable in that. I tend to get out of that when it comes to the Patreon podcast and the live streams that I do every month for patrons. Um, Those are definitely less controlled and a lot of fun but with the podcast here at the snb podcast for some reason i've really leaned on my ability to edit (laughs) so my goal here is to get out of that comfort zone and to receive some feedback uh good and bad Uh, just to speak loosely good and bad and my goal is to not edit whatsoever and i don't know let you hear a different perhaps a different um piece of me and I'll be upfront. I've attempted this a couple times. Mercedes and I actually re- recorded an episode where we went through some feedback and gave our responses and I didn't publish it. And I probably will not because I think there was there was a bit too much defensive energy in it when I listened back to it, when I look back to it. Didn't say anything wrong, didn't say anything offensive, but I it's not um it wasn't something I want to put out. And I'd rather you hear, or maybe, maybe this is that controlling <laughs> piece of me that is um, editing by not even sharing it. So I'll, I'll let that go. I'm, I'm letting that go. Forget about all that. <laughs> now I'm trying to edit your mind. Forget about all that. So I'm, I want to break out of my comfort zone a little bit here. And I want you to hear more about, or more from me outside of what I typically do on Tuesdays. And so here you go. I have a couple pieces of feedback. The first one is a piece of feedback that I got from Anthony in the UK. It was actually an audio clip, but I'm not going to play uh, here. But the basic idea was he had lots of positive things to say about the podcast, but expressed some concern about me bleeping out when I swear. When I swear, I use the traditional you know bleep censoring noise. And he basically said that the intention of that, even though it's to protect people from maybe being offended, it actually has the reverse effect for him of being like a minor like a like a little trigger or a zap or a little spark in his system so even though i intend one thing uh something else happens and i'm really glad you brought up this the swearing thing because it's not what you think actually it's not to protect people from uh i don't know being shocked or uh offended or whatever i i I think that generally uh, well, I, I think I, I want to have a more or less professional approach to this. So I don't swear partly for that reason. Outside of this, outside of the therapy room, when I'm just with my friends, I swear a lot. And and so does Mercedes. She was a previous co-host. The way you hear me on the podcast, you don't really hear the, tr- I mean, you hear the true me, but it's also kind of not. I, I try to present more of a professional capacity because this is teaching but it's also a way for potential clients to hear me and and what I sound like and this is more 
what I sound like as a therapist. I don't really do a whole lot of <laughs> swearing as a therapist. If a client does, I might meet them there. But um, but that's actually not the the main reason why I don't swear on the podcast. Part of it's also because it's a pain in the butt to edit out <laughs> the swears. Um, but actually, the real reason is that when you swear on a podcast or you have anything that is what Apple podcasts in particular deems explicit, and I believe swearing is one of those things, you have to mark your podcast episodes as E for explicit. So you, if you look through your podcast um, Rolodex, I don't, I don't know what you call it, but if you look through your podcast downloads, you'll see an E besides some of the episodes. And if that happens, there are certain countries across the globe that will block you from uh, from their country. That people in those countries will not be able to access those podcasts, not just those episodes, but the show entirely. So if I do one episode where I don't bleep out my swearing, I have to mark it with an E. And if I do that, my entire podcast in that country or those countries is now considered explicit and it is cut off entirely from those countries. That's the main reason why I swear or I um I censor my swearing is because of of that. That's mainly it. Otherwise, you know, I I do want to sound more professional. I do want to do I love doing speaking and this is, you know, this is a way for for me to to be heard in in that capacity um as a teacher or as um what I kind of sound like as a therapist, but not exactly because this isn't therapy. Uh, but but mostly it's because of that country thing. I am super happy that Anthony that the podcast is clicking for you. Uh, I do appreciate the the feedback. Hopefully that clears things up. Now I, you're right, and I, this is something I was really concerned about was, you know, I'm bleeping things out, but I know that bleeping sound is going to have a little spark. You know, it's going to cause that little spark within people when they hear it. And so I try to reduce the volume of it, but it's never quite right. So I don't know the right answer to that. I kind of like the bleep. To me, it still has, like when you swear, you want to emphasize something, right? So the bleep emphasizes and it has, it gives people a little bit, a little bit of a jolt. And I'm kind of okay with that. When, it, when it's quiet, I don't like that. It feels like I'm missing something. <laughs> it feels like there's, there's something there that I, I missed out on. So that's the feedback I got from Anthony. I really appreciate uh, that. And uh, dear listener, if you have feedback, I would love it if you provided it to me in audio form, like or video even. You can send it through email, DM me through Instagram. I would love to hear it. Um, this is another piece of feedback that I thought I read it a couple days ago. It's on uh, Apple Podcast Review, and I'm I'm gonna um, look this up as I'm talking right now. See, I'm going unedited completely, so as I'm talking, I'm gonna look this up. But I read this a couple days days ago when I was picking up my uh, kids from school and I thought it was a really fair piece of feedback and got me thinking. And so I want to, obviously I want to um, just kind of reflect on it with you all. All right. I might edit this out because it's just like you waiting for me to, to find the damn thing. (laughs) All right, here we go. This is from April, so it's pretty recent. This is from, I'll just say Annette. Thank you, Annette, for this. This is like really good feedback, and I think it's super important to, well, here we go, all right. All right, so the title is Trauma Survivors Proceed With dot, 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 and I'm assuming it just got cut off probably with caution. 
Annette says, this is the second time I've subscribed to this podcast only to be repelled by it. I'm sorry to hear that, but I, I, it's super cool. You gave it a couple chances. I, I respect that. And I'm sorry it repels you, repulses you. Um, but I really appreciate you giving it a couple, a couple of tries. All right. She's, uh, Annette says the content about political theory is excellent. Cool. And desperately needed. I agree. There really aren't many resources out there for making this theory accessible to those of us with unresolved trauma. I wish what was wrong about this podcast didn't completely overwhelm what is right about it. So I could set those issues aside and take away what works for me, but I've tried twice now and I just can't. And again, I, I, there's, there's a couple of podcasts where I, like, I really want to like it and I really want to get into it. And for some reason, it might be the host or hosts. It might be, um, there might be some viewpoints that I'm just kind of repelled by. Like for the most part, things are cool, but when these certain things come up, like it's just, it's unbearable or um, maybe the audio is, but for whatever reason, like, like I really want to like it, but I just can't get there. And yeah, maybe this podcast is one of those things uh, for people. But if you give it a, a try or two like that, I really appreciate that. Annette goes on to say, but I think Justin in parentheses, it says, and Mercedes, if she's still around, which I don't think she is. Yeah, Mercedes, um, she was a host for quite a while, a co-host. And she decided it was time to move on and spend more time with her family. Between you and me, I think she's doing a lot of Animal Crossing. I don't blame her. It's a really fun game. But um, she, yeah, she moved on and there was nothing, no issues between us. She does pop on every now and then. Um, I always invite her on for bad therapy uh episodes it's called bad therapy she's done a couple of episodes around uh, we call them pop polybagel where we analyze song lyrics so she pops on every now and then and um, yeah she's i consider her a friend of the podcast okay so but it says i think justin needs to figure out who his audience is in this episode i listened to in april he took a break to promote his 30-day political theory-based program called Building Safety Anchors intended to help people with unresolved trauma. But he mostly addresses his audience as though they are made up of other therapists. He assumes his listeners are married and have kids and healthy familial connections and want to hear stories from that world that illustrate the concepts he's describing. So this is there's a lot in this paragraph that I that I I'm actually I'm really glad again Annette that uh, you brought up because I, I there needs to be some clarification here, I think. So first off, do I know who my audience is? In all honesty, I do and I don't. Like this is, I think it's really insightful. I, I really struggle with this. And I think that my audience is mostly therapists and uh, clients of therapists and also just people who have, um, who yeah, who are in more of a traumatized, stuck, defensive state. And so it's weird for me. It's, it's difficult for me to balance that out and try to address both those people at the same time. And I've never really fully committed to one or the other. And that's just that's something I've struggled with. So, I th- Annette, I think you're dead on. Like, I, I know who my audience is, but I also haven't fully committed to, like, one aspect of my audience. So, yeah, that, yeah you're, I'm, I don't disagree. And so part of that is, like, do I take it to the next step and define my audience and flat out say, hey, this is who it's for? And that makes sense. But a part of me is like, no, I want to appeal to everyone, which is not realistic. But I've kind of just, like, I know that, but I'm also just like, fuck it, I'm going to do it anyways. And we'll see what happens. And so far, it's going pretty good. 
But uh, yeah, I can't exactly talk to everybody at the same time in the same way and have everybody benefit. Like it's not, it's just not possible. So I, I think you're onto something there, Annette. And I honestly don't know what to do about it. Okay, so building safety anchors. Uh, I do need to clear this up because Annette says uh, it's intended to help people with unresolved trauma. It's actually not. And it's, the intention is to help people to feel more in the present moment. I, so I guess maybe we're kind of saying similar things, but I really want to be specific that I, I make no guarantees and I don't feel comfortable. I ethically don't feel comfortable making any guarantees or saying, yes, this will help you with your trauma. I think it helps people become more in the present moment. It helps build their, their big old break and it helps to build their capacity to, to feel painful stuff if they want to. But it's, it's really the goal is to be more in the present moment, to feel more in your body in a safe way. Now, I, I think that just that piece is absolutely instrumental in the process of dealing with unresolved trauma. But the goal of the course is not, not exactly to help somebody through resolving their trauma. It's to help build safety. It's called building safety anchors. It's to help identify what brings someone to safety. So it's, it's instrumental. It's, it's super important in the process of resolving trauma. But the course itself is not that, you know, hopefully that makes sense. So I think it's really important to, for me to distinguish that. And for me to say like, this is exactly what I want you to get out of this, which is to build your safety anchors, to identify what brings you to safety and help you to discover what safety feels like for you. Now, what you do with that, whether you use that to go into, you know, some painful stuff, that's, that's really up to you. But I think that obviously. But, you know, in therapy or if you're doing your own self-healing stuff, the capacity to feel safe is so foundational to, to change. So that, that's, I wanted to help lay that foundation. That's what the, that's what the goal of building safety anchors is. And um, he mostly addresses his audience as though they are made up of other therapists. Maybe, you know, in, in my mind as I do this, and again, Annette, this is like really good feedback. As I do this, I have a number of people in mind. I think about the kids that I've worked with over the years who come from awful, highly dysregulated homes. I think about coworkers I've had that are therapists and more or less have their shit together. <laughs> and not just them, all of us. I think about that, you know, therapist that needs their own work. I think about the therapist that needs some clarification. I think about high-functioning clients, as we call them. I, there's a lot of people that go through my mind. And, and again, this is like, I haven't fully committed to that one sort of person in my audience. So it, in my mind, I'm not talking just to therapists at, at all, honestly. In my, well, not at all, but it, definitely not exclusively. In my mind, I'm really, and maybe ineffectively, talking to a number of people all at once. I definitely don't assume that my listeners are married at all. I've hear from a pretty wide range of listeners from all walks of life. And they don't all look the same, sound the same, go home to the same people in their lives. Um, I The podcast has really traveled the globe. It's, it's super cool to hear from people all, all over. There's um, part of the podcast was, um, I published a few of them. They're called Open Letters. And those open letters have ended up in an all-girls group at a high school. No, no, it wasn't high, junior high. 
so it was, it was me reading these, I call them open letters that address these common themes in therapy. And, and those ended up being curriculum for this junior high, all girls um, class or like lunchtime class. And the girls would volunteer to come in and, and they were listening to these and discussing these concepts that I was bringing up. Those weren't all therapists at all. And a lot of times when I, when I speak, what I have in my mind is clients who have been with me in the past or themes, common themes that have come up in the past. Um, definitely not all therapists in, in my mind. Annette goes on to say that often doesn't work for those of us with unresolved trauma. Yeah. Our lives have often been laid to waste by it. Many of us don't have happy marriages or marriages at all, right? Right. We might have kids, but we often don't have healthy connections to our kids because we were damaged as kids ourselves. The scenarios Justin uses are often unrelatable to me and sometimes even invalidate me. This is it's tricky because I can't speak from any perspective but my own. Uh, I can't speak about any events but my own. I mean, I, I guess I can. I can uh, Every now and then I'll share client anecdotes, but I'm really reluctant to do that in much detail. When it comes to therapy, there's common themes that come up that I discuss. But when it really comes down to specifics, like in, in my opinion, there are the kids that I work with. The situations are so unique, even with the common themes. The situations are so unique that if I share those, even, even though for the vast majority of you listening, you'll have no idea who I'm talking about. But if I share that one detail, there might be a teacher that listens to this in the school district that I work at who will be like, oh, I know who he's talking about. So I ha- I'm, I'm extremely reluctant to share much detail about my client work. Themes, yeah. Interventions, sure. But you really, you're, I don't, you're not going to hear me. I don't think I really have. You're not going to hear me share much specific. So it really, like I'm, what I'm left with are themes. And what I'm left with are my own personal anecdotes. And yeah, my life doesn't look like everybody's life. My life and is, uh, I don't know, it, it's just, it's not going to be yours for better or worse or, or whatever. Like we, we're all different, right? It's not about invalidation. It's not about you know, trying to ignore what I think my audience is going through at all. But it's just like, I, all I can do is speak from my own personal experience, right? I, I mean, that, I think it's pretty obvious. It makes sense. And I definitely can't address everyone. I mean, it's, I'm, obviously, I'm trying to. I'm trying to address everyone at the same time. But when it, I mean, when it really comes down to it, I really cannot address everyone's specific situations and life experiences and i really 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 can't right so i I try to keep things pretty general every now and then i'll drop something in about myself i address themes the i think what i really want this podcast to be and has been from this just from the jump is i want this to be an educational resource and that's why i haven't really fine-tuned exactly who i'm talking to I, I i want this to be an educational resource that clients can benefit from not mine but just clients of therapy in general therapists but i also hear from people who are into all kinds of different things like teachers and principals doctors psychiatrists uh, psychologists 
high school counselor. I mean, just there's lots of people that I, I like, here's the information that I feel like my job in this is like, here's the educational information and I'm going to trust you to do with it what you need to. I can't address you as a unique individual. Like I can't validate everyone. Right. And I think, I don't know if people are really asking me for that. I don't think so. But in general, you know, I, I can't do those things, but here's the information. This is what my expertise is. Here you go. Have it, you know, for free, right? Here you go. Every Tuesday, here you go. And every now and then we'll have a little more fun with it here and there. It's not purely education, but I feel like that's what I'm trying to bring to the table here is here's the educational stuff about political theory or the mental health process or about therapy and more in particular, the therapeutic process. So here you go. Here's the foundational information and run with it. Like that's kind of what I, what I expect out of my audience is this is I'll, I'll do this part and now you run with it. You apply it to your life and I'm going to trust you with that. Annette goes on, she says, um, or Annette says, so I came away from listening to it, having gained a ton of knowledge, oh, awesome, about political theory, but feeling deeply unseen and unheard, which for those of us with developmental trauma is a core wound. Yeah. The word triggering is not too strong a word, I don't think, and Justin Sinceri is a therapist. Good heavens, I hope he does better with his in-person patients than he does with those of us with unresolved trauma in his podcast audience. Yeah, it, it's a much different experience. Therapy with me, I, I think, I, I hope so. <laughs> therapy with me is a much different experience than the podcast. Uh, when, when I do therapy, I don't, I talk, but a hell of a lot less. <laughs> I do a lot more listening than I do, than I do talking in therapy. In therapy, it's it's a highly individualized, where we are taking these broad concepts and applying them to the individual and actively helping them to uh, climb their political ladder, gain more self-regulation, gain more, well, whatever they're, you know, searching for. So hell yeah, this the way I am here. It's me. The way I'm in therapy, it's me. The way I am as a dad or um, in my day job, it's all me, but it's different aspects of me. So is this how I sound in therapy? I don't think so. I mean, I mean, yes, but also no. And I don't know how to better describe that. You know what I mean? But, you know, look, it, it, this is not therapy. The podcast is not therapy. This is information. And I'm hoping it benefits you. And I'm hoping I deliver it in a way that's helpful. And the last paragraph Annette put here is, Sadly, it seems he's received criticism, criticism of being out of touch and insensitive. Have I? Maybe. Uh, before, and I don't see any effort on his part to address these issues. It's a shame. To my fellow trauma survivors, I would say, proceed with caution. I cannot recommend this podcast. I, I, I really appreciate that feedback, uh, whether it's for me or the per- other people reading. It sounds like a, uh, it's definitely for the people who stumble upon that, but I'll take it as for me as well. Um, I really do appreciate the feedback. And I hope my thoughts here kind of have kind of um, helped clear things up, at least from, from my end. I think you're dead on and that for a couple of those things, I think you're dead on. And, uh, for other things, you know, like, yeah, I've gotten some feedback, um, a handful of people, uh, I don't want to go into this again. Like I've addressed it on the podcast Mercedes and I addressed it, but there's things like me talking over Mercedes and yeah, the words of like misogynists and sexism have been floated out there. 
And I'm, I'm not going to go into that again here. We, we addressed that. I don't, I don't know what episode it was, but it, it's been a while. And she and I addressed it. But I, I take everything. I take absolutely everything. And, and for that in particular, not only did I take that in, but I asked the women in my life, hey, is this true for your experience with me? I, I asked people I work with professionally. I asked my wife. I asked Mercedes directly, hey, is this your experience of me? And, and is this an issue? And every single person rolled their eyes or scoffed or said no. And, and, uh, but the point is, I take it seriously. You know, now does that mean I'm going to uh, do things differently? Maybe. I, I think I've become more aware of my interrupting, not just with Mercedes in particular or whoever, but like, yeah, I, I interrupt people a lot. When I'm into a conversation, I do. And I don't really feel bad about it. So, um, and people don't seem to care generally. And people interrupt me, and so what? Um, point point is, sorry. <laughs> the point is that I take the I take all this feedback seriously. I don't think any of it I've dismissed uh, just because. Like I, it, it affects me. I take it seriously, and then I go talk to people about it. And um, that was one just one example. I, I, yeah, I take it seriously. So, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to pop on the next episode and have a completely different demeanor is like, doesn't, that doesn't mean I'm going to fundamentally change my behavior, especially if I don't feel personally that I'm doing something wrong or uh, offensive or whatever, you know? So yeah, feedback, criticism, I'll take it in. And it sits with me. The stuff kind of sits with me for a while. Yeah. So yeah, I take it in. Does that mean that I'll be the person that you want me to be the next episode? No, and even if I did, somebody else is going to hear that and be like, Justin, why'd you change? I, I, now I can't listen to this anymore. And Justin, why are you doing the things this way? And then it'll change it, and then someone else will have a problem with that. And all, all I can do is be me. And the reality is I've been a very edited version of me. And I most likely will continue to be. This will continue to be a resource uh, for like educational purposes, maybe some we'll have some fun here and there. You'll you'll get a dose of my dry humor here and there. Um, you'll you'll hear from Mercedes, and yeah, we're gonna interrupt each other. Um, ultimately, all, all I can do is be me, right, and be at peace with that. And I hope it clicks for you, but it might not. And I, if you give it a couple chances, uh, to me, you're going above and beyond. I, I seriously appreciate it. I hope that what you know that there was something you got out of this and that I'm glad you did get something out of this. And I, I really do appreciate you giving it a couple of chances. Like that's super cool. That is really cool that you did that. And I, I do appreciate that. Hey, you know, I kind of, I kind of like this, um, letting my hair down here. And, uh, <laughs> that, if you don't know what I look like, that makes no sense because I have no hair. Um, but you know, like just speaking off the cuff and, having it be less controlled. Now let's see if I actually publish this. I, I think I will. But this this was a different experience and I hope let me I really do want to know what you think about this. I'm open to whatever feedback I, and I would like to address it here and there on the podcast during a feedback Friday we'll call it. Um good or bad. You know, good or bad. I'd like to hear kind of where you're at and what you think of this and I think a goal of mine here is to build a better connection with my audience. Because like Annette said, like, I don't, I kind of don't know who you are. 
even in my mind, I kind of don't know who you are. You know what I mean? It's like you're everybody all at once. And I'm trying to to make this work for everybody all at once. So that's not possible. But I, I'd still love to hear from you. That's all.